0: We're still talking about being planted in the local church. And our our base scripture is Romans 12, 1 and 2. Because it's all connected. Being planted and renewing your mind has to be working together. They work together. Because that what gives you a renewed mind is being planted. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we see that there is a proving that takes place as a result of our mind being renewed. Now look at Genesis 8, verse 22. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. When you have it, say, I have it. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. So development is like a seed. Development is like a seed. Seed, time, harvest. We are seeds. Say, I am a seed that must be planted. So where do I plant? Great question. The answer is simple. You plant yourself into the local church that God has called you unto. And time begins. That's very important. Because you got a lot of people that would never commit to a local church thinking they're okay with God when time has never began for them. So they don't develop. They hear a lot of religious stuff. They, they hear a lot of good words. Sometimes it's good words. But they cannot utilize it the way it's designed to be utilized. Because they're not connected. They're not rooted into something. Oh, Jesus. If you never plant, time never starts for you. Mm. Remember we talked about that visitor mindset? People can come to a church for years and still have a visitor's mindset, which prevents them from rooting where they're supposedly being fed. I know this ain't a jump up and down sermon today, but that's all right. You need this. Look at John 12, verse 24. It's time to root. Make sure your roots are in the place where God called you into. Look at John 12, verse 24. This is Jesus talking. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone, but if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. So what he's saying? You're supposed to be turned into a harvest. But when you don't plant, you remain a seed all by yourself. Non-productive, non-beneficial unto the kingdom of God. You're just one little tiny seed. Struggling, trying to live. When if you get in the soil, living becomes a whole lot easier. You only had to take care of yourself when you get in the soil. Oh, Jesus. This is why planting is crucial. He says, unless that seed gets into the soil and dies, it's just one seed. And too long, believers have been living like they're the only one that matters. No, you're supposed to be the harvest. There is a harvest you're supposed to bring forth out of you. Oh, we could keep talking about it. You have to die to become the harvest. Mm. You, the old man, had to die so the new you could live or be seen. And what we see a lot of times, people don't want to change what's familiar. Well, I like doing this this way. And since when did that matter to Jesus? Who are you in love with, Jesus or you? Who you think will carry you to heaven, you or Jesus? Well, I better follow Jesus since I don't know the way, and I suggest you do the same and stop being stubborn and resisting the process, because you're not helping you. Ooh, Jesus! See, dying is a process. Say, dying is a process that is designed to convert you from one state of thinking into another state of thinking. That's why you have to die. You, the old spirit, is already dead if you're born again. If you accepted Jesus and you are indeed born again, that spirit, the, the spirit is not the problem. What has to die? I have to yield my flesh and my soul to the soul. Because it has to die so it can live. And most believers have struggled for the last 30, 40, 20, 50, 60 years because they got this unrenewed mind. And God can't work with them like that. He loves you, He tries. So dying is a process that is designed to convert you from one state of thinking into another state of thinking. There has to be a complete change of thinking whereby your soul accepts the new you and begin to work with the new you instead of resisting the new you. How many of you know your old soul is full of your old mess? And it reminds you every day. You know you... you, you you all that, you're trying to be a Christian now, but you ain't all that. I remember, I remember. You still like so-and-so. You still doing so-and-so. When if you get in the soil, that so-and-so will go away. We're struggling with stuff because we haven't died to the soil yet. We haven't surrendered as a seed to the soil yet. That's called the local church. The local church is going to be one of the most important things in your life in this final hour. Next to faith, you're going to have to bone up on these two things, faith and the local church. That's the only thing that will cause you to overcome in this final hour. The old mindset is dealing with what I call, and this was real It was real funny when the Lord gave it to me. Spiritual insulin resistance. How many of y'all know what insulin resistance is? That is where your body won't respond to the amount of insulin that the pancreas is sending out. It's resisting it because it's full of a whole lot of other stuff that shouldn't be there. So it can't process the insulin that the body is putting out. And it's creating other havoc in the body because now you got all this insulin. So then they put you on medication to bring your insulin levels down. Are y'all hearing me? So the old mindset is dealing with spiritual insulin resistance. This is where your old mindset is unable. Say unable to respond to the amount of spiritual insulin being produced in this word environment. It can't keep up. It goes on overload. And then begin to resist. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Let's sink in, Selah. Too many Christians have never began development because they still have a visitor's mindset. And this is why when the word comes forth, it doesn't penetrate because they got insulin resistance going on in their soul. They, they, they don't know if they're going to be a part of the church or not. But I'm going to hang around for a little while just to see what's gonna, what it's going to turn out to be. But I'm not rooted yet. I'm waiting to see something happen. Where are we going to go to? Ooh, Jesus. It is impossible to grow without being rooted in the local church where there is proper authority oversight. Too many believers walking around thinking they don't need a pastor. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You need a pastor. Because if you was all that smart, God would have never created a pastor. He would have never called forth apostles or prophets or teachers or pastors or evangelists. We need all of them. Mm -hmm. Because that increases our growth ability. That's like a booster. You know, I got some of this plant food, and it's called a booster plant food. You put that down when you plant the, the, the plant in the ground, it makes it grow faster. Why? Because it opens up the vein. It has some chemicals in it that get inside. The vein can be this little, but it makes them wider where they can receive more nutrients where they ordinarily wouldn't without it. So being in the local church is like a booster food. Mm. Because you cannot bear fruit unto righteousness without being planted. So just showing up is not a sign that you're rooted. There must be a pastor or a husbandman or a farmer to help steward your soul. You got to surrender to somebody that is anointed to pastor. Even if it's not me. You need to go where the anointing is to steward. Now, you can't get this in every church. So don't go to them other places thinking you're going to hear what you hear over here. You may never hear what you hear over here. Is that what you're willing to live with? Because we are a cutting-edge church. The dying process is done in and through the local church where you get to share the OU with divine protection and oversight to ensure you are developing correctly see somebody is looking out for you that's called the pastor that's called the husbandman in John 15 but that's called and it's also called the farmer somebody is watching over the soil and making sure you grow correctly don't resist that it's for your divine protection as you shed your outer coat as you yield to the soil and you begin to shed that outer shell called the OU, the way you thought there's divine protection because you are planted. Mm. Cause the watchman is looking out for your soul. You're not in this by yourself. I'm praying for you every day. Pastor DJ pray for you. When Dr. Davis was alive, he prayed for you every day. Somebody is watching out. We've been assigned to watch for you, to make sure you're doing it right. And when we see the the, the little weeds trying to come up around you, when we see the bugs, the little mites trying to get there and eat the, 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 the product that you're trying to produce in you, when it's trying to challenge you, you got somewhere you can depend on to help you live. Now we can join in to this corporate faith, can overshadow you, and you'll come out of your stuff faster. Woo, Jesus, hallelujah. So you got you to learn to accept this dying process. Don't be afraid to die to the old you. It ain't worth nothing, no way. And if you hold on to it, it's going to hell. What you want to go to hell for? Dumb. Resisting what God wants to do in your life is stupid. Excuse me. But to hear the word and go back and want to stay the same, that's stupid. Especially when it's taught so simple that children in this church understand it. No, you didn't, you didn't misunderstand nothing I said. You're resisting. You got insulin resistance, spiritual insulin resistance going on. Why? Because I'm not taking time to renew my mind. I don't think that's important. But you don't think God is important. So you need to stop asking him to do stuff for you. But you won't make him a priority. Because he may not be responding. (laughs) He might turn the phone off on you. and you don't like that. But we want God to respond every time we cry. But he's standing there waiting for you to come and meet with him in prayer time, in study time. You know, I find that if you do something consistently, you don't have to do three hours of it. And I mean, that's okay if that's your joy. But you don't have to do three hours of studying and praying to get God to deal with you. You just got to stay consistent. Any mother in here that party trained their children, consistency is the key. You can't put him on the pot one day and then stay, keep him off for the next three days. He'll he will be five years old being potty trained, it like an old man, and you running down behind him trying to catch his poop. No. If you do it every day, same timing. But see, that takes. It takes time to do time. And most believers don't want to have to take time to do something, to to finish a process all the way through. When I was part of training my children, I, I had them on a schedule. I fed them almost the same time every single day. And 30 minutes of them eating, I put them on the pot. Whether they were ready or not, they were going on the pot. I give them something to read and play with. They would happen as long as they could hear my voice or see me. And they say, you know, they're They was all right. I was all right. Amen. Before you knew it, they would, we taught them what to say. Go, you want to go to the bathroom? We ain't going PP. No, you need to go to the bathroom. Amen. Say what it is. See, you train them, but it takes consistency. So how many times you have left God alone? He waited for you. You said, well, we start out hidden like a blaze of fire, going in the room, praying every morning. Then all of a sudden, God don't see you for the next month. You change God's schedule before you change your schedule. I know I'm hidden. But see, these are the things that disrupt our growth. Consistency is the key. So God should be your schedule, and everything else works around God. Not stick him in there when you got an extra 10 minutes. Mm. Look at Mark 4, verse 26. Are you learning this morning? Woo, hallelujah. Mark 4, verse 26. I'm going to read this out of another translation. But you, I, you just keep up with me. Mm. I tell you, it, one of the greatest things you can ever do is to get rooted in, the, in, the, in a good word church. And take on the vision of that church. Too many times we're struggling trying to have a vision where we believe God called us unto. But you have never set and submitted unto anybody. Can your pastor, those looking online, if you got a pastor and you don't belong here, can your pastor correct you and tell you to sit down? Or you think you're so high and mighty that he can't correct or she can't correct you? You need to get back in the soil. God didn't put pastors in there just so they can preach a good sermon and you go home. No, the the job of a pastor is is very, very tedious. In case y'all didn't know it, nobody should want to volunteer to be a pastor. You got to be in the loony bin to volunteer for this job. (laughs) Now, God has to make you a pastor. Hmm. Are you there? Jesus also told them this parable. God's kingdom realm is like someone spreading seed on the ground. He goes to bed and gets up day after day, and the seed sprouts and grows tall, though he knows not how. All by itself it sprouts, and the soil produces a crop. First the green stem, then the head of the stalk, and then the fully developed grain in the head. See the process? But just say the seed never made it into the soil. You'd have never seen any corn. Oh, it it had the the ability to become coin, but it never did if it was laying over there, being a visitor, never committing to nothing. You're not not being productive in the kingdom of God. And I mean, if all that stuff you got going is so important, go ahead and do it wholeheartedly. But don't play with God. Don't pretend to be a Christian because you're misleading somebody else. Cause somebody watching you and I'm going to give y'all this freedom. If anybody in my church that said they're one of our partners, y'all need to lay down that sipping. You can't find it in the Bible. I don't care who does it or who doesn't do it. I'm so tired of seeing sipping Christians turning into alcoholics. He never gave us the assignment to drink a little wine. Ain't nothing wrong with your stomach. You just like drinking wine. He told Timothy to do it. And he didn't tell Timothy to get drunk on wine. He told him to take it for his stomach sake because the water system was fouled up where Timothy was. And he did not drink fermented wine. You need to go study the word. He drank the juice from the fruit. He said, don't drink the water. Drink fruit juice. And if you understand what they call, they call the juice from the fruit wine. Now, if you let it sit long enough and mix it with the right kind of yeast and everything else, it becomes liquor for those that don't understand wine and liquor. Okay. But it says, go look at verse Verse 28. All by itself it sprouts and the soil produces a crop. First the green stem the head on the stalk, then the fully developed grain in the head. Then when the grain is ripe, he immediately puts the sickle to the grain because harvest time has come. So it is not the seed that hangs on the local church that brings forth the harvest, but the ones that are planted in the soil of the local church that brings forth the harvest. Y'all need to write that one down because if you've been visiting in your mind, you need to become a, a partner. Let's look at verse 28 again. So we see that the seed and the soil working together produce the harvest, not the seed all by itself. Seed can't produce a harvest all by itself. Unless the seed fall into the ground and die to the soil, it stands all by itself. You are Designed to just be unto yourself. You're not an island. The devil has deluded you and fooled you. No. You are not that. Everybody's important in the kingdom of God. But you're not so different that your stuff got to be all like that. Uh Uh-uh. You need to submit just like everyone else that needs to submit. It says that the seed and the soil working together produce the harvest. Not the seed all by itself. Now, let's look at those who never planted in the real local church. Turn to Matthew 7, 22. There is an end to everything. One day this earth is going to pass away according to the word. This earth as we know it is going to be transformed by the word and the power. But where will you be found? Matthew 7, verse 22. Many would say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, didn't I go to church in your name? I was talking for you. And in thy name, I cast out a devil. And in thy name, done many wonderful works. Sounds like they were doing something at some point. And then will I profess unto them? I never knew you, you never got in the soil. You were busy, you were busy, you were active, but you weren't in the soil. You did not produce what I call you to produce. You did something based on what you thought you should be doing. We got a lot of uh, uh, people that is bored or they desire to be something in the kingdom of God. They need a title or whatever. They'll get active, but they never get in the soil and become who God called them to be. They'll become a minister. They'll become a, a prophet. They'll become a prophetess. They'll become this because people allow them. That don't mean what God told them to be. Oh, we got a lot of people fulfilling the spot of a pastor, but they're not called to that because they don't have the heart of a pastor. A pastor got to be able to work with people. They, they got to be able to teach the people and train them. Pastor get in there and labor with them in their hard places and believe with them. The evangelist come along and kick your butt a little bit, get you excited about getting born again, and you can get born again a thousand times under the evangelist. The prophet will come by and tell you what well, thus saith the Lord, and this is what's gonna happen, and those things we need in the body of Christ. And the apostle come and set up order and make sure things are running right. See, we need all of the fivefold ministry gift. But don't nobody stay with you like the pastor. The pastor has taken on the job and the assignment of becoming a spiritual parent. Ooh, Jesus. He says, I never knew you. Depart from you. Depart from me. You work, you work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever hear these sins of mine and doeth them, I would liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded, it was established upon the rock. Who's the rock? Jesus. Jesus established the local church. What you going to do about that? Mm. And everyone that hear these sayings of mine and do them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. Same rain, same flood, same wind blowing and beat upon that house. And it what? Fail. And great was the fall of it. Why? Because people died and went to hell. There was a great fall a great fall. He says, one translation says in verse 23. Okay. It says, but I will have to say to them, go away from me, you lawless rebels. I've been joined, I've never been joined to you. Hmm. So do you see why it's so important to become planted and rooted? It not only in the local church, but in this word. He says, everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. When you get rooted and grounded in the church, I'ma tell you. Could nobody pull me out of the church that God put me in? We came out of victory life, and I'm still attached to victory life. This they have the oversight over this church. They are our covering. Pastor Phil and Pastor Barbara are my protection. And that's for your protection. They help see me when, when I'm going off course. They'll correct me. I need that. That's for your divine safety. In a church that don't have an overseer, you can go off course and not even know it. It's harmful. to the the partners in that church to not have somebody that can speak into your life as a pastor. Hmm. Everyone in life experiences challenge. I'm getting ready to close. It is based on your being planted in a local church correctly that ensures your victory. Look at one more scripture. Look at Romans 4.16. Hallelujah. Romans four sixteen. I think that's where I want to begin reading. The account of Abraham. And God taught Abraham how to live a victorious life. He didn't start out that way. His daddy didn't, didn't teach him how to be victorious because his daddy settled in a place that God didn't tell him to stay. God was sending his daddy to Canaan. But he stopped in Haran because of the cares of life, relative issues. You know, he stopped. He went there where it was familiar. All his people was there, and that's where he got stuck. And God told Abraham, get up and get from amongst your people because they'll destroy you. You're not going to fulfill my plan staying with this group of people right here. Now, there come a day when you can go back and help them, but right now, you got to leave them. That's a way, that's something most believers never, ever do. They don't cut ties with the people that are harmful for them. Well, we've been friends for a long time, and what's more important, your development if, if they really cared anything about you, I had one friend when I got born again, and I told her, I said, look, I can't hang out with you no more like that. I said, now, I'm going to believe that you get born again, but, you know, I'm just not going to do that. She said, you know what, I understand. Now, we didn't hang out together no more, but later on in life, I heard she got born again herself. I was so pleased. But suppose I had compromised. I would have been back out there, but I would have been so miserable. I'd have been back out there doing the same stuff. Now, I didn't do drugs or drink, but you put me on a party, I'm going to dance. That's just the way it was. When the music started up, I could dance. My kids don't know nothing about it, but anyway. You know, some of them think they got all the dancing skills from the dad. Mmm. <laughs> That's all right one day. I'm gonna do a dance for all of y'all, and I'm gonna show you how to dance because mama still got some moves <laughs> that ain't been tapped yet. I ain't that old. Don't y'all put yourself in that category. I ain't going there. That's why I'm working on me. Because I got a goal man. I told the Lord I want to dance again. Yeah. Now I may not be like the Dominion dancers, but hey, I can dance. Yeah. I may not do them flips like they did, but I'm gonna dance you see why because I took a hold of this word you know what? I got expectation because I became rooted and grounded in the local church there was nothing too mean in the church that we couldn't be asked to do I, I cleaned the bathroom I worked the nursery <laughs> the only thing I didn't participate in was the choir I could sing unto myself That's all you need to know. That's the only part I didn't participate in. Because whatever was needed, that's where I went. Watch this. Are you there? Y'all should be at Romans 4.16 by now the Lord. Therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed not to that only which is of the law but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham who is the father of of us all. As it is written I have made thee a father. God made him a father. He called him that and then he wrote it out. He left that as a legacy. I made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed God who quickeneth the dead and called those things that which be not as though they were. See, this is how the seed stay alive, calling, 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 using your mouth. This is how seeds stay alive. You don't get in the soil and then don't do nothing. Who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Abraham got the promise from God, he began to exercise. Every time he went up to the, and looked at the stars, he saw himself. He saw what God called him. I'm the Father of many nations and that's all he called and said that's why God changed his name. Your name is no longer what you think your earthly name is. You are the ecclesia, the church. Hallelujah. I am the church. And when you start saying, I am the church. a different effect Abraham said as a seed in the soil he took it on God gave him the vision of who he was God left us a whole vision called the Bible of who we are and what mistakes not to make and what to do watch this verse 19 I'm getting ready to close y'all you be going to dinner, too. And being not weak in faith, he considered not on his own body. See, he stopped considering himself. I said he stopped considering his mess. He had a wife that was past the age of having babies. And? But God. God gave a word. God gave us his word. He sent his word, and he healed us, and he delivered us. What else do you want? Take that word and put it in the soil of your heart. Let it bring forth whatever you need. He considered not his own body now dead. When he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he couldn't look at his wife and say, well, now I might be getting better, but she dried up. That wouldn't have worked. (laughs) They'd have never had Isaac. No, he looked at himself according to what God said. He staggered not at the promise of God through what? Unbelief. But was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that what God had promised him, he was able also to perform. See, being planted brings that kind of stability in your life. Being rooted and grounded in the things of God in the local church brings confidence. Say confidence. Abraham became confident in what God could do. It took him a little while because he didn't start out this way. You read the account of his life. He didn't start out this way. But when God changed his name, it changed his attitude. Mm. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for Abraham alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also. To whom it shall be imputed. If, if, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. Who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Oh my God. Hallelujah. See you got to believe that. You got to believe. You got to be convinced that Jesus died and he rose. He died for my iniquities and he rose for my justification. So that when I yield to the soul, I'm not yielding without the word. I know that I'm dying because I got to die to live the life that Jesus died to give me. I got to die. And the only way I'm going to die is I got to be rooted in a local church. The dying process, which is the time, does not begin until you're rooted in a local church. You're like a spiritual bastard. You're hanging out there all by yourself with no divine protection. Now, in closing, this is my second closing. I'm not going to do three closing today. James 1:21. you don't have to turn there. It talks about wherefore, lay apart or separate. That word apart means separate, put distance from. All filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness. That means become teachable. When you're in the soil, let the farmer teach you what you don't know. Stop pretending you know more than you know. Become teachable. That's what meekness is. Become teachable. Submit to somebody and become teachable. And stop trying to be the answer for everybody on your block when you don't have a proof of what you're trying to share. Become teachable. You can only become teachable if you're rooted and grounded. Most people get puffed up when they hear something and they carry it along. They say it enough. They think they know it. No, you got to root so the nutrients can flow through you. Mm-hmm. Only the word that is rooted in you can deliver your soul. Because, see, the soul is the target. Allow me to encourage you to be rooted and grounded in the word and this local church so you can draw from the soil the nutrients you need to cause you to overcome. Not one day, but every day. That's what the soil is designed to do, is to make sure you get nutrients. And it doesn't matter what's happening in the weather. The climate doesn't matter. The seed is in the soil and it's buried deep enough that the climate can't kill it. Circumstances don't cause it to die because it's rooted. Did you learn anything this morning? Hallelujah.